I tell you, Michelle, I'm really enjoying doing our podcast through Anchor. Yeah, it seems to be working really well. Yep. I mean, it, it's free. That's it, always good. Yeah. It's simple. Um, they give you creation tools that, that allows you to record and edit your podcast right on your phone or the computer. They distribute the podcast on Spotify and Apple and many other podchasers. You can make money with the podcast with minimum listenership. Awesome. Yep. Everything you need at one place. Cool. Yeah. And all you need to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Easy enough. Yeah, we've done it. Mm-hmm. Other so pod- you. Yeah. Special bonus episode. This is a throwback to last year where Michelle and I sat down with filmmaker Joe Badon. I had just seen his film The God Inside My Ear and he was starting pre-production on his film Sister Tempest. Well that film is done but it is in post-production. He's got an Indiegogo campaign going on so go and check that out. Indiegogo, Sister Tempest. And listen to this interview about why you should help fund this great movie. Be decent to each other. Peace. Joe Badon, filmmaker. He made a uh, great uh, low-budget film that I, I caught this November called God Inside My Ear. Yep. Um, I think you talked about it on uh, episode number five. Yeah, episode number five of Hot Podcast. If you want to go back and listen to that, um, I talked about a bunch of films that we saw at Buried Alive, but highlighted this one in particular because I I really dug it. Um, thank you. Thank you. I won't get it. I said, wow, this is like uh, Lynch does Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, I mean, the, the music, the feel, uh, especially the scenes in the store, just yeah. a very, like, Napoleon Dynamite. That guy. was a total Napoleon Dynamite thing that we were doing right oh. there. Oh, great. <laughs> and um, and really, it, it, it stuck to me. I mean, in a nutshell, a girl goes through a, a sudden breakup. Right. Um, and is kind of trying to find meaning. In her life through dating and relationships and uh, like drugs and and uh, psychiatrists and all sorts of different mediums to to try to fix herself, you know, yep. collecting and everything. right, <laughs> right, and and that that really hit me when I was younger. You know, I, I kind of went through a similar thing where I had had this. It was a relationship I was going to be having. And right. all of a sudden, it just went sideways for no reason. Right. 
she got mad at me and I'm like, oh, what did I do? So right. being a... She wasn't me. That's it why. was not my plan. <laughs> that's right. We've been married 17 years this week. <laughs> but, Congratulations. That's thank awesome. You. But, <laughs> excuse me. But I ended up, you know, I was young and stupid. and Right. You know, so drugs and music and instead of get, uh, driving my car, I'd walk everywhere just to kind of yeah. release that energy, you know, and, you know, lo and behold. In other uh, words, this struck a really big chord with Yeah. You. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it strikes the chord <laughs> a lot of people, that whole uh, broken heart, you know. Yeah. It's a huge thing, especially for like that 20-something-year-old, you know, that early 20s. Yeah. You know, yeah, especially that first love is like the biggest thing in your life, you know, at that moment. Yeah. And then you realize that it's not the biggest thing, <laughs> you know, like life is so much bigger than than your little bitty world, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's just, you know, that's kind of what I was going for, like trying to figure out the meaning of life and all sorts of things. And then you realize that the meaning of life is much bigger than just yourself, right. you know. That's kind of what I was trying to go for with with the first film, you know. So now you have you have a background in like church faith. Uh, you were yes, youth, weren't you? I was a youth pastor for about twelve years mm -hmm. and an associate pastor. So yeah, I have a lot of background in church, and you know, just kind of I was kind of had to. Yeah, I, I still am a Christian. But I realized so much, there's so much like uh, of what church is that is like kind of cult based, you know, okay. and, and, and just control based. And I had to kind of like deprogram myself out of that and actually learn to be like a normal spiritual person instead of this um, hyper conservative, just do whatever the church says kind of bullshit. Right. You know. Yeah, no, we I mean yeah. we get that totally. Yeah. yeah. We talk we've talked we, about that a lot. Um one of the things <laughs> that we've mentioned several times is how there was a time where we were um youth leaders and there was a ban on rated R movies. Right. Not yeah. allowed to watch anything rated R. Secular music too. Secular I mean, music. I mean any secular music. Um I kick myself now because I had every single Disney VHS there was. <laughs> yes. The Barbies to go with them and everything. Yes, those VHS tapes met a hammer. And now, oh yeah. Look, we did I the whole myself. we did the whole literal book burning thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like at our church and burned our CDs and God, it was just such a cult that I just like had to like get <laughs> out of it was it's crazy yeah but yeah. you can't pass that evil on to other people you know those, those right. are you know right yeah so you couldn't just bring the vhs's somewhere you actually had to destroy it right and be profiting off of the evil if you you know yeah, had you had to... or something. <laughs> exactly i mean i had laser discs you know up the butt you know right ones and, and i i will admit i wasn't uh completely faithful to what I was doing because my autographed ones I still kept. <laughs> you know, right. When you've got an autographed phantasm, you know, by Yeah, that's worth Uncle some money. Australia and everyone else, yeah, you're keeping that mother, you know? Yeah. 
One of the things we talked about, too, is when we were going through that and we weren't allowed to watch the rated R movies or anything that, that was right at the time Passion of the Christ came out and was rated R. Right. So, so the church came under this, like, well, what do we do? Do we watch right. it or not watch it? We're not supposed to watch it, but it's the Passion oh, of the Christ. Oh, God. That's so stupid, right? God, yeah. so stupid. Yeah, you paint yourself into a corner and then you're like, you know. But then you could go so far off the weekend <laughs> that one day you're actually, we, we went to a church that actually met in a movie theater at the time. Right. And we went to church. <laughs> After church, we went and we saw a particular movie, which would have been fine if it was just us that had seen the movie. But we realized some of our youth group had also seen the movie. <laughs> and it was Team America World Police. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> interesting watching that movie looking in the same general direction as we were just worshiping about two hours right. <laughs> but yeah so we've had those experiences too so we get where you're coming from with that but yeah yeah i mean and that was it was a while ago where we just realized there was so much that was added into the word of oh, God yeah. that it was like well I mean, the, 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 the rabbis, the Old Testament rabbis had the same problem, yeah. you know. They, they would walk around and have rules against the rules so that you don't break the rules. And then exactly. they would walk blindfold and bump into crap and all this. That way they didn't exactly. look like somebody. And it's like, well, what are you doing? <laughs> yes. But, um, so, yeah, I mean, like I said, you made, got inside my ear for under 10 grand, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we shot, we, pre-production and production was eight grand, and then post-production was a little under two grand. Right. So. And, and you're, uh, you're about to release a, a DVD on it? It's coming out April 9th on, uh, you know, Amazon and Walmart.com and, you know, all those sorts of, sorts of things, and also cable, you know, and all that stuff. It's coming out through Gravitas Ventures, which is a distribution company. Right. Um, but you can also buy it through the Kickstarter for the next film that I'm doing, which is Sister Tempest. Right. And that Kickstarter just started a couple of days ago. And that's for the next feature film. Right. And, and how long is that Kickstarter going on to? I mean, this phase of that Kickstarter. That's a 30-day Kickstarter. So it'll be done in about 30 days. Okay. Great. Yeah, Dino was just mentioning to me how he had looked at it earlier today, and from what was the jump from earlier? Yeah, it seemed like in a day you you had like a two grand jump. Yeah, um, I think yeah. we're we're getting close to seven thousand for the day, you know, which is great. Yeah, that's and we're asking twenty five thousand. Mm. It's still a tiny budget film, yeah. but you know, but it's better than ten grand. I was like, yeah, it's <laughs> two and a half times that now. Right. Well, this is another one. I mean, completely genre bending. Yes. You're, I mean, I, I've seen the video. The video was up on my uh, Facebook page, discussion page. Yeah. And uh, I can't do it justice. Would you mind? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a dark comedy, thriller, horror, uh, you know, art house, drama, surrealist film. It's got all those different uh mashups of different styles and genres and that's what i've been very interested in um something that western culture doesn't do as much as like uh 
like Japanese movies, especially, especially in Japan, they will genre mash things way more than what we do over here. You know, over here, it's like innovative. We say, hey, it's a zombie movie and it's a musical. And they're like, whoa, that's crazy. And like, and you know, then you watch something like Halsu from the 70s in Japan. And that's like uh, musical comedy, horror, surrealism, batshit crazy craziness. And and uh, and so I take a lot of influence from like like Japanese ideas of of pop culture like Sono Scion, uh, he did uh, uh, Why Don't You Play in Hell? And he also did a movie called Anti-Porno. Um, he's he's done like 30-something films. It's nuts. But Why Don't You Play in Hell is crazy because there's musical in it. There's samurai in it. There's It's a movie within a movie within a movie. It's all that sort of shit. And, I, and that's what I really am obsessed with is the idea of genre mashing and genre bending uh, and that's been something that's been inside of me my whole life. I, I know in high school, I got real obsessed with, with a musician, uh, composer by the name of John Zorn. Uh, he, he had a band called Naked City, but he was also just a composer. He did lots of jazz music and stuff. And he, Naked City was, was like kind of his flagship band where he would literally like, uh, put it would be like a country riff, then it would go into a jazz riff, then it would go into death metal, then it would go into noise, then it would go into surf rock, and it would just be boom, 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 boom. It would just be always changing genres. And I love that idea. So we kind of did that with God Inside My Ear a bit. But with this film, I really want to amp it up like a thousand percent. And so, you know, this film has cannibalism. It has like giant Godzilla-sized astronauts. It has like um, uh, body horror. It's got lots of dark comedy in it. It's got some musical moments, like singing musical moments. So it's just all sorts of different genres all kind of mashed together. So, so I'm going to have to be in the right headspace then. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think I'm a little more forgiving. <laughs> Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm probably oh, stuck more in the Western. <laughs> totally fine. It's absolutely fine. It's really because I kind of have, uh, I don't know if it's ADD is the right word, but just like creatively, I get seriously bored with things fast. So like, I'm just bored with the way stories are structured. I'm bored with the way art is made. I want to see new things. And so that's what I'm trying to do is do something brand new. You know, but oh yeah, please don't get me don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there's anything wrong oh, with no. saying and I no. myself am going to have to <laughs> on my own. <laughs> it's totally fine, and that's the thing too. Is like I am not upset if somebody doesn't like something I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like, or if they don't get it. Like, it's totally fine. Every art is so subjective. Mm-hmm. Like, right. it's up to the personal's, you know, person's personal. like taste you know and so like i've had so many bad reviews with god inside my ear like really bad reviews i don't care what i've seen them yeah Yeah. i've gone through imdb and i'm like i i did it that night that um buried alive when we got out i i i got out and went to the rental home 
that we were staying at, and uh, yeah. and I reviewed it, and then I'm looking at everybody else, and I'm like, did I see an entirely <laughs> different film? <laughs> I'm looking, I'm like, and then I saw one review that my jaw dropped on the floor, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. right wing propaganda? <laughs> that was pretty <laughs> great. What? Right wing propaganda was one of the best. What? <laughs> yes. But I mean, if you go to IMDb and look up some of the greatest films of all time, mm -hmm. like, you know, 2001 Space Odyssey, you got people that are just like, this is garbage. This is so boring and stupid. I can't, you know, and so you can't please everybody. You know, no, I, I saw a guy that did a review with Jaws and said, oh, it had a couple of good moments. I, I was ready to go to war. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is kind of my holy grail. Right. You know, that is yeah. my, you know, sacred cab there. Right. Totally. <laughs> no, that's okay. I've just been having wars this past week over <laughs> us. Oh, yeah. Just, Did you see it? We yeah. saw it on Saturday, and there's been people talking crap about it, and it's one that I really happen to like. So, yeah, we yeah. We, we don't mind getting into yeah. um, online wars. with people. Right. And, you, and like you said, you're entitled to like it or not. Oh, yeah. What I don't like is... Oh, this film is shit. Well, okay. You didn't like it? No, it's shit. Well, it's better than anything I've put out. So, right. <laughs> I mean, and I always try, even in a bad movie, to kind of do a, a sandwich, you know, good, bad, and, and on a good, you know. You can always find, even if you don't like something as a whole, right. you can always find some piece of it <laughs> that speaks to you. Well, and the thing is, after you make a film, you realize how hard it is mm -hmm. to make a film. Yeah. That just the fact that they edited together anything and created yeah. something that's over yeah. an hour that like that is anything at all that has moving pictures and music and sound is incredible. So mm -hmm. like hats off to everybody who can do that, you know. <laughs> exactly. Um so you're, uh, like we said, you got a 30-day Kickstarter right. going on, and you've got you've got many levels, many tiers. Yeah. Um, and your your rewards are really cool. I, I thank you. And yeah, you well, I think the biggest thing that I'm trying <laughs> to capitalize on right now is that uh, God inside my ears is about to come out, and so we're letting everybody know if they want to buy God inside my ear. Then, then just buy it through the Kickstarter for Sister right. Tempest, you mm -hmm. know, and that way you're able to fund uh, Sister Tempest and you're able to get the movie. And so it's kind of a two for one. And I think at like ten dollars, you're you're able to get a digital download of Sister Tempest. But at twenty, you can get a digital download of Sister Tempest when it when we're done with it. And also get a digital download of God Inside Me Here right away. Right after the Kickstarter is done, we're going to send out that, you know. Right. And as far as the hard copy, you're giving an option of Blu-ray or DVD. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The Like, we're getting a great price from um, Gravitas. Like, we're able to buy those wholesale from them for a really fantastic price. And so it's just barely a difference between uh, DVD and Blu-ray, but not everybody has Blu-ray players. So I just said $35, you can either get a DVD or a Blu-ray 
of God Inside My Ear. And, you, and you'll get the digital download of Sister Tempest and the digital download of God Inside My Ear. So I think it's a great deal, you know. And another thing that, that got me really interested is for, I forgot the tier number, forgive me on that. Sure. But you can actually get a digital download of audio commentary for God Inside My Ear. Yes. Yeah, I think that's the $50 level. I'm not sure. I don't have it in front of me. But yeah, we recorded me and the producers recorded, um, Daniel Waghorn and Joseph Estrade recorded commentary. We sat down and watched the movie and did commentary. I love commentary. Oh, I'm like yeah. obsessed with commentary. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we weren't able to do it for the DVD itself. So we just created an, an uh, like an extra digital download that you can just did download and watch the commentary. Right. Yeah. Cause that's one of the things that, I mean, I've always, the first commentary I've ever watched was for, <coughs> excuse me, the usual suspects. Yeah. When it came out, it came out on VHS and I bought a, a special pack where it had two tapes. Right. One had the movie. And the other one had the movie with running commentary. And right. then it came with, I think, uh, a Manila folder with photos and like a Kaiser Soze button. Or right. Like that. You know, <laughs> and I had never heard of a commentary at that point. I'm right. like, okay, commentary. Sounds like they're making comments. Sat there watching. And after that, that's when I got into Laserdisc. So this is going yes. back, you know, early 90s. Um. They were priced to buy where most of your VHSs at that point weren't. You right. know, they were still. So I would go to Tower Records and buy yep. laser discs. And if it had a commentary, no matter how bad the film is. Right. Yeah, we have a family video store uh, down the road from us. So we, I still have a brick and mortar video store near me. That's uh, incredible. No matter how crappy the film is, one, I spent $2 on it, so whatever. <laughs> right. But, damn it, if it has a commentary, it requires a second viewing. Absolutely. <laughs> I've watched the commentary for <clears throat> Dynamite like four, 40 times. Like, I just, I thought that was just such a funny commentary. Also, like, there were so many movies. I think one of the first commentaries I really watched over and over <laughs> Equilibrium. Do you remember that Christian Bale film? Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I was obsessed with that film for a little while, mm-hmm. but uh, I love that film. But yeah, commentary. I'm obsessed with it. I think it's great. So. Yeah, it's actually what made me. <coughs> excuse me. Oh. Um, what made me like Napoleon Dynamite? Because we had seen it in the theater. I had read about it in like Entertainment Weekly, or whatever. And we did a, a double feature. I think we saw Shaun of the Dead and then went back and saw Napoleon Dynamite. And then I can't, I get left there mad because I'm like, <laughs> what the heck? I mean, for some reason, like the way that they showed the film, the boom was like dropping and it, they didn't line it, it up. It, the mo- it was the, a mistake from the actual theater, the way that they had the, the Oh, film. that's so it, funny. So the whole time we're watching it, we can see the boom in every single scene. That so, is really strange. Yeah. And this was back when IMDb, you had the uh, discussion boards. Right. So I would go back and I'm like, what the hell is this movie? You see the boom mic? And everyone's like, what? there's no boom mic. I said, oh, yes, there is. <laughs> no, it's not. No. 
So when it came out on DVD, I said, damn it, there's a boom mic, and I know it. <laughs> so, and I'm like, I'm not going to rent it, though, because the movie's horrible. And then I was in Blockbuster, and they were showing it, and it was a scene where, uh, I forgot her name, she came to the door, uh, selling the boondoggle bracelet right. for money for college, and he goes, your mom goes to college. Goes to college. And for some reason, I died. I said, all right. I picked it, it up. Clicks. It clicks. Yeah. Brought it home. Damn it, no boom mic. I think we learned after that, that, um, and, and this is how we learned that they actually have to frame it right. Right. That's when I learned it. Right. Um, but they said that there were some theaters when it first came out were given, was get, they were given the wrong information. So the theaters were were framing it incorrectly based on the information they were given. So there were several people who had seen it with the boom in it, even though that's not. I'm surprised they were. I guess it was before all digital, so they weren't cutting it out. Yeah, that's so funny. But yeah, and then it it had commentary, so I'm like, all the commentary is fantastic on that one. Boom, and that made me that made me love the movie, and then I bought it. I watch it fairly regularly. <laughs> I know commentary is when I get to fall asleep. <laughs> but, Love you, but that's when I get to fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, uh, fantastic. And um, and I know this all depends on when the money, you know, when you get your funds and everything. Yeah, but, hopefully we get the whole the whole amount. Right. Now, do you have a goal for when you want to start shooting? Yeah, June is hopefully, you know, if we get the funding, it ends in uh, the end of April. And we'll we'll have all of the end of April through May to, like, do pre-production and hopefully start shooting scenes in June. We'll still be doing pre-production while we're shooting, but we'll be able to start shooting scenes. So, And you're doing it, you're doing it in Louisiana or? Yeah. Right outside New Orleans, or in New Orleans and around New Orleans. Oh, cool. Now, this is something that I, uh, part of that, that I care, um, I care about all of it, but um, <laughs> that just came out completely wrong. I am No, so it's sorry. totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, has casting and everything been done, or? We're about half, half of it's cast. We got our main actors cast. Uh, Linnea, who was in Guns on My Ear, will be in this film as kind of the crazy roommate of the main character. Because the main character, uh, the 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 movie follows this main character named Anne, who uh, her sister who lives with her goes missing. Uh, the sister she had like taken care of because her parents had died, and so she just take she was kind of a mother to her sister, and then her sister goes missing and kind of like like turns her world upside down and uh in order to kind of like deal with it she kind of finds solace in this girl who's played by Linnea who then becomes her roommate and we find out that this girl is much nuttier and crazier than we than she led on to believe and so this is all happening uh while the Anne our main character is recounting her whole life to a a, to a space council, like a, ju- a seat of judges, alien judges that are a- aboard a spaceship. And so these, these, the space council is kind of like this cosmic council that judges everyone's lives. 
And so it's kind of, there's a lot of spiritual aspects, there's a lot of alien aspects. It's very similar with God and Simon Year, how we talk about aliens, talk about conspiracies. So there's all that kind of wrapped up inside of a spiritual uh, and philosophical statements, you know? Mm -hmm. Cool, cool. Fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so that's that's one of the aspects that I like, because I've done community theater and stuff like that. So I always like the... Finding out the casting ends and how all. Yeah, that. we're like I said, we're about halfway cast. We have uh, there's quite a few actors from the last movie that are in little small roles here and there for this film. Like the psychiatrist uh, would played by Colin uh, Galian will once again be in this film as the uh, oh, let's see what is he? He's the preacher. He's kind of the spirit guide of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we have Andre LaSalle, who played the psychic in the film. Yeah. He's coming back to play uh, the principal of the art school because Anne, our main character, is an art teacher. And so that's how she gets hooked up with Linnea's character, because Linnea was a student at the art school. And so, um, so yeah, we have a lot of people coming back. Alex Stage, who plays uh, the character of, of John, uh, the, the love interest in God and Simon Ear, is coming back to to play the love interest of the main character again, uh, and, and he's a janitor of the art school, and so a lot of the guys are coming back. But we got a lot of new girl, a lot of new guys and girls. We have our main character played by Callie uh, Russell. Is uh, she is fantastic? We just found her through auditions, and uh, she she's no stranger to, to genre. She, uh, uh, genre theater she hasn't done any films so this is like her first big role uh film role but she was in uh evil dead the musical and she was in musical of the living dead uh she was in flowers flowers in the attic and she's she's been in like she's worked she's worked in theater since she was like five or six or something so she's been in in acting for a long time and she just blew our socks off with her audition and so yes so so that's what's going on right now. We're still auditioning people, but we got a lot of the main cast already done. So, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. all right, fantastic. And uh, so, to find you on Kickstarter, they just go on Kickstarter yeah. and look up Sister. If Tempest? they go to Kickstarter and they look up Sister Tempest, um, it'll pop right up first one. So, all right, well, fantastic. I thank you for uh, sitting down with us. Yeah, man, this is always a pleasure. I know we talked before, but with God and Simon here, and it was just a lot of fun. So thank yeah. you, guys. Thank you. And this is Joe Bedon. We got Sister Tempest, Kickstarter. Go check out the Kickstarter, donate, get some great rewards. Go get God inside my ear, get the yes. commentary, become a producer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go up to that level. Get 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 your. Yeah, twenty five hundred. I think is is co producer or associate producer credit, and then f- five thousand is producer is executive producer credit, and so yeah, absolutely. If you want to donate that, that would be amazing. <laughs> yep. All right, fantastic, Joe. Thank you very much. Thank I you so much. It. Appreciate it. All righty. Thank Bye. you. Thank you guys. It was always fun talking to you, to you guys. Yep. All right. Bye. All right. Oh, I've seen.